Hey, it's Coco and Carly, and we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. This is the third episode, and this is where we talk about energy and doing the work and all the energy that's kind of hitting us hard right now in this eclipse season. And I talk about my journey with not always being perfect and still having bad days and the awareness that comes around with that. Yesterday, I'm not going to lie, I was laying on the floor wondering why I chose this life. So I'm here to unpack that for you, to teach you that not every day is going to be amazing and doing the work is all about being conscious and aware. We talk about scenarios and situations and just real life talk about doing the work and the whole spiritual journey that helps you vibrate higher and become who you truly are. I hope that you really enjoy this episode because it truly is one of our most asked questions about what is doing the work. And this is just the intro and the basics to it all. And we hope that you love it and know that the journey is not linear. We are multidimensional beings. And I think this episode is proof of that. Welcome back. Welcome back. Super excited to be here. I feel like we have a lot to talk about with the energy that's going on and just our experiences that we've been having over the last couple weeks leading into 2020. Yeah, great. It's been, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild month. And a lot of the topic that has been coming up recently that we feel that we should really dive into is what's doing the work. Yeah, I think that's probably everyone's number one question, especially if you've been listening for the last maybe two episodes. And we always talk about doing the work and this is, you know, it's going to be hard or it's not going to be hard, but like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. So this morning I contacted Carly and we were recording today. I'm like, we need to talk about doing the work because you guys, um, I had a doozy of a day yesterday, one for the books. And I thought that we should talk about it, about doing the work, how I um, pulled myself out of it and the reflection and all of that so that you guys can see that even, you know, someone like Carly and I who, you know, have been doing the work and are digging deep, we still have our days, we still struggle. And someone like me, I derailed off the, the train track yesterday and, you know, fell down the, the hill. I think, I think too, <laughs> what we should do is we should maybe preface this conversation by saying we don't sugarcoat things. So it is going, it is hard when you do the work and I'm doing those like air quotations right now with my fingers. When you do the work, it is hard and it'll probably be some of the toughest days of your life. But at the same time, I don't want to scare anybody because what's tough for us may not be tough for someone else. What's tough for you may, you know, be astronomical for someone else. So I don't want to, we don't want to scare anybody into not doing the work because yes, it's tough, but I think it doesn't have to be, and you don't have to walk this alone. That's what Coco always says is you don't have to walk this alone. Well, I think like 
you know how we don't love labels, but we have them to help people identify things. And, you know, being a way shower, you know, the ones who plow through the cornfield and, you know, the people who are here to hold your hand and say, you know, come on, come on. So yes, in my case, and even Carly's and a lot of other people in our, in our current energy field, their work might be harder than say yours because of our purpose and what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. We are not better than anyone else, but I feel that especially in my specific journey, it is like up to level so that there is nothing that I can't relate to or access or help because I've walked it. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing, you know, when you're searching for people who can inspire you and help you and, you know, mentor you on your journey of awakening, um, of peeling away the layers, you know, you, you need to find people that like you feel in your body resonate with you. And Mm -hmm. if you're listening to us, I hope that we are that for you because here's the thing, not only do we have access or, you know, Carly is getting to the point where she can access stuff, but I have access. Not only do I have access, I've walked it. Yeah. Like I'm in the trenches. I know what it feels like. And let me tell you, yesterday I was like, why the hell did I choose this path? Because I was spiraling. So let's, okay, so let's start there. Let's, let's dive into the story. So what um, was going on? Let's talk about what was going on for you yesterday and also what was going on in uh, the universe yeah, to, uh, to have affected that. So this entire year has been what I call my ascension, like my real, like uh, we ascend from birth, but then you ascend into a higher consciousness and mine started in January and it has been wild. So this whole entire year, I've been working on my, my core wound, which is self-worth paired with my mother wound. Um, and then I'm also a lineage holder. So I have been carrying, um, the lineage of my family going back six generations that I myself am clearing. Mm-hmm. I'm also clearing the karma of a lot of lifetimes, which we all are, but I'm just using me as an example. So yesterday um, was the eclipse. It was the eclipse on Boxing Day. And, you know, I kind of went into it being like, well, whatever. Like, you know, I, I, had known that it was going to be a punch. I Mm -hmm. knew that it was going to be powerful, but I kind of brush it off a little bit being like, whatever, you know, it's, I've been doing the work. I've been doing the work. I'm aware, um, whatever comes my way, I'll be able to handle. And to be honest, December has been a harder month for me. November, I came off of the best month of my life. Um, just because that was a whole like choice month and everything. And the Mercury retrograde was the best Mercury retrograde of my life. And then December came and we are in an awareness month, Mm -hmm. ending an awareness year. So all of December has been awareness for me. Things have been re-popping up in my reality to say, Coco, are you ready? Are you sure? Are you sure? And so the same triggers that have been triggering me all year have been coming up again regarding, you know, finances, bills, um, my self-worth wound, Mm -hmm. right? Like not feeling good enough, really saying to me over and over and over, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you going to take this next step? 
Are you going to peel the way the layers? Are you going to stand in your essence, your soul and be who you truly are? So when we say doing the work, a lot of times as you start to peel away the layers, and I know this has happened to Carly too, the illusion comes in front of you. And it comes stronger than yes. before. So the illusion we is not real. Okay. So for example, yesterday I am at the gym and I open up my email and it says your internet and TV is suspended unless you pay, you know, this $200 bill. I spiral. I start mm -hmm. to spiral. What I should have done in that exact moment was realize that this was an illusion and this was a test to get me to react, mm -hmm. okay? Because I've done enough work this year to know that when this stuff presents itself, that it is there to test me, it is there to trigger me, and it is there to see if I have done the work. If I'm conscious and aware enough to be like, this is an illusion, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. But not to use the clips as a crutch, but the clips rattled me. So we had just went on a walk and I was explaining to Carly, maybe you can talk to them about the magnet um, of how I would define what was happening with the eclipse energy yesterday. Yeah. So, so what we've come to kind of determine is when the eclipse takes place, it kind of has this magnetic energy about it. So in this instance, what it was doing is it was the magnet on Coco taking out everything of her essence that she no longer needed or that she has been doing the work to basically get rid of. Mm -hmm. So it's like an accelerator. It accelerated the removal of her work. But what's interesting is instead of seeing that for what it is, because you're already all in this spiral mentality, she was just messaging me saying, I feel like I'm being sucked. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not here. I, I know what's going on, but I can't rationalize it for myself. So that was just because of that magnetic energy around her that was basically accelerating the healing that she, she needed to take place. Yes, because what this, this particular eclipse is about is endings and closures. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I leading up to this eclipse was like, what is ending and closing in my personal life? And I ask all of you because this, we are in the eclipse portal till January 10th and you will be um, hopefully listening to this while, while in this portal. So think about mm -hmm. what in your life right now is ending and closing. So that can be so many different things. So me as an example, it is my poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. It is my survival mode habits and patterns. I come off of a 10 year, highly successful company that deeply rooted survival mode patterns for me. Mm -hmm. I came off of, um, you know, an entire life with a poverty mindset where I've always had everything and more than I've wanted, but my lineage has programmed me to have the poverty mindset of like, oh, well, you know, that's great that you have that couch, but tomorrow it could get burnt down. Can like be taken away from you or maybe someone else comes in and takes it from you. So there's never enough for everybody. Yes, this most extreme contrast, right? Yeah. Like it's always kind of a doom and gloom poverty mindset. And that is lineage and I'm aware of it. And that is the work that I've been doing. So yesterday it just hit me like a, br a brick wall wouldn't even have been the proper language for it. Yeah. Like I was out of body witnessing myself. 
I had my life partner and Carly both trying to help me and I could not connect the words that they were trying to say to me. I was spiraling so hard to the point that it was just really go to sleep. That's literally what I said to her. I was like, we need to put this down. You need to just go to sleep because really that's the only solution in that situation when your reality is literally fighting against you. Yes. And what was happening in that energy too, was I could not ground myself in the present. So Mm -hmm. everything that was coming to me was past or future and heavily future. Even when I was meditating, I was, you know, getting, uh, past lives and all this energy. And, you know, I was getting my guides of committees coming in, kind of explaining to me that I was going through what we would call the birthing canal. Mm -hmm. Things are tight and they're restricted. And I was voicing that language to Carly and she was kind of saying like, yeah, you can't, there's nothing to grab. Exactly. I was just telling her, yeah, they're right. And so what that's telling us is the only way out is through and there's nothing to grab onto. So you might as well just fall and let it fall where it may. Yes. And that has been the message of this eclipse season for everybody that's clinging in your life, like really, really look at your life and be like, what am I clinging to? Mm -hmm. What am I not surrendering to? So in my life, it is, you know, the poverty mindset. It is, you know, scared that, you know, outlandish ideas are going to happen. Like I'm homeless on the side of the road. Right. So I have to surrender to the fact that the survival mode patterns and thoughts are done. Mm -hmm. The poverty mindset does not exist. That is an egoic lineage thought pattern. And I have to stop clinging to that. And when that comes up in my head, I have to put an X clear, cancel, delete, clear, cancel, delete, Mm -hmm. and spend my whole day if need be, to say clear, cancel, and delete. Because if I continue to cling in this birth canal, when I get to the end, it's going to be rough. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is not sugar. This is us not sugarcoating it. If you are clinging to anything in your life in January, especially moving towards the January 12th conjunct, Things are going to be rocky if you're clinging. Mm -hmm. You've got to look at your life. If you're clinging to that relationship, if you have the rose-colored glasses on, and a lot of people ask us, what are the rose-colored glasses? It's, you know, the the lenses of how you're perceiving it, you know? Yeah, it's how you see your reality. And that in those rose-colored glasses are designed based off of your conditioning, your old habits, Um, what society and the collective has told you. And oftentimes behind all that, it's just pure ego. Yes. And the rose colored glasses keep you safe. Well, that's the whole intention of ego is to keep you safe and keep you comfortable. So as soon as you remove those, that's when you start getting all these tests that we're talking about. And you get very uncomfortable. So but yes. like also in the best way possible though, because when you end up looking back, it's it's great. But the one thing I wanted to bring up, even when you're talking about clinging, clinging, the best kind of prescription that we can prescribe, because this is soul rehab, would be to stay present. And that's what Coco was struggling with yesterday. So the first step I would suggest for everybody when you're going through something like this is really try to be present. Don't live in the future with all your worst case scenarios because they probably will never happen. I'm just going to interrupt. Probably, I would say they're never never going to happen. happen. Because right now, I'm going to stop and ask all of you, 
look back at your life linearly and all your worst case scenarios that your mind and your ego has made up, how many of them have come true? And I was saying, if they have, I bet you they're not the worst case scenario then. So they've never come true. No. Yeah. Like earlier this year, when I shifted my life from the full 3D life to 5D life, every single scenario known to man times a thousand came up in my head. And now coming here at the end of the year, not one came true. Right. Not one. Yeah. And I remember sitting and getting so worked up into a point of a panic attack about the worst case scenarios. And here I sit and not one. So then let's look at the opposite of that. The opposite would be, let's say you're, you're, you're listening to this and you're like, nope, nope. The worst case scenario did happen for me. It happened here on this date and this is what happened. Okay. You're not living in the present then you're living in the past. And the Mm -hmm. only way that you can then move forward is by sitting with yourself, wherever you are right now, if you're on a bus, if you're in your car, if you're just cozied up on your couch, that is where you are. And you need to be grateful for, for where you're at and live in that. Another really great, um, way to see whether or not you're being present is when you are being active. So we use this um, metaphor earlier when uh, Coco's partner, he's very much into fitness and he's training for the CanWest games. And he always says, just go work out. And why he always says is because when he is working out, he is a hundred percent present. He is concentrating on the movement he is doing. He is concentrating on how he is feeling in that movement and nothing else matters. He lives everything at the door of that gym and that is being present. So if you need to understand what that feels like, go do something active, go for a hike, go for a run, go to the gym and lift weights. But if you can concentrate on that action, that is you being present. And that's what you need to apply to other aspects. Or if you're wondering what being present means, even like we just went to star Wars a couple weeks ago. Mm. And in that movie theater for that two and a half hours, you are so present in that movie. You are in that that story. You literally forget that anybody else is around you. That is a level of present that none of us live Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and you know that's doing the work and that's stuff that we're really working towards and someone with me so yesterday when I was super triggered by this bill that (laughs) I thought the tv was suspended which it I've been through so much in my life and this year that it wouldn't even mattered if it was but it just was a test to show me when today I called, it wasn't, right? It got me all worked up. It was that fear bubble. It was that doubt bubble to trigger me personally, my wounds, my self-worth, my lineage holder, all my work. So now somebody else's, that wouldn't even bother them mm-hmm. because that's not their trigger. That's they'd not look what at they're it and working be like, on. Oh, that's just a mistake email, whatever. And they'd move on, which, yes. which in this case, it pretty much was because there's nothing wrong with your account. Yes, but it it caused me, it was that illusion that caused me when you're so aware and you're so present to these things, you'll see Carly has that with, um, with relationship stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. she can go on social media and possibly see a picture of somebody that has no real impact. Well, in her life, yeah. And it causes her to feel less than. Yeah. Correct. I, and I, and I think that's probably, that's actually a really good, um, example. Yes. Um, social media today, a lot of people, you know, we go on there and everyone's just posting their highlight reel. Like, mm-hmm. let's get real. And we really sit down and we think about it. You're going to see everyone's highlight reel, but that highlight reel in that moment when we're scrolling is what is our truth and our reality. And so it can trigger you for to feel less than someone that let's say, you know, like myself, I'm 30 years old, I'm single, I'm happily single, mind you, but that still doesn't stop the triggers when I see, you know, someone else that's my age or younger getting married or having kids, because those are things that I would like to do. But what I need to just remind myself is 
be present in the moment and be thankful for where I'm at because I can pretty much guarantee you half those people that just got engaged or that married or have kids, they're probably looking at my situation and thinking, wow, the freedom she has is so amazing. I wish I had that. Yes. And so that's a big part of doing the work is really, really controlling your energy field of what you're looking at, who you're looking at, what you're letting in. And up until this year, I would say both Carly and I were not present or aware to the fact that social media um, is an energy field on its own. Oh gosh, it's like the strongest right now. Yeah, like if you think back to your parents' generation or before, if you were in a relationship with someone and you broke up, you know, you never really were triggered that much by that relationship moving forth because you maybe, if you lived in a smaller community, you might've seen them out and about at the local events or whatever. But if you didn't live in the same community, you never saw that person again. You maybe heard through the grapevine that they were seeing so-and-so but now you go through a breakup and you know I live this myself you see it all on social media you're seeing this highlight reel you're seeing them tag each other you're seeing all the things that make you feel less than because all of a sudden they're you know spewing and professing their love online and we used to me and my ex used to always say the sign of a good relationship is nothing on social media nothing at all the good sign is no sign at all when you don't (laughs) see it spewing all out all over the place I mean there's nothing wrong with like the odd you know affection and whatever but know the triggers become aware of them to notice that like everybody um is projecting their wounds on social media Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of habit and energy and reprogramming to not do that so we were just talking um earlier about like how we both me especially I lived and built a whole um, massive empire via social media. And it was my world. And at the end, it was what, what almost killed me mm-hmm. because I energetically was sucking in all the energy of everyone else's wounds, everyone else's um, negativity mm-hmm. and all of that and reading that online or experiencing it or feeling it or seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea When you're in it, you're thinking like, oh, X, Y, and Z is the reason. But then you open up your phone and you're scrolling through social media and you're consuming all that content. Mm -hmm. And so we had a big moment, um, obviously with me, we'll have a whole separate podcast about that um, in the future. But we had a big moment with Carly earlier this year where she sat out on our patio and we're like, who do you follow? Yeah, it, that was that was really interesting. Like I ended up looking at who is it that I actually follow? And to be honest, at that point, I was I think I was following 1200 accounts. 1200. I don't, I don't think even, it was even more. Yeah, I don't even think I know that many people. You were just clicking follow. Just following. It was like different brands or accounts or people because I felt obligated like I should be following them even though I had no like reason to. And what's really interesting after you had unfollowed a lot of them, you didn't even consciously remember pushing follow. No, on a lot of those. No, a lot of them. I was like, "What? What is this?" Or the first time you had even looked at them. Yes, was when you consciously started filtering what mm-hmm. was in your energy field. Yeah, yeah. That is the hugest shocker that we can ever experience in in, in modern day age yeah. because we are so unconscious on our social medias. I ask all of you, like, just today alone, be conscious of 
what you're looking at. Are you mindlessly scrolling? Like I don't Mm -hmm. even go on Facebook anymore. It is to me, Facebook is the toilet of the internet. I feel feel that everyone and anyone can project their wounds on there and Mm -hmm. say whatever they want. I feel that there's so much negativity on there. I feel like there's no regard for just humanity, decency on there. Like anyone feels so empowered to say anything they want to anyone and there's no consequences, which is so sad. No. And I built um, my previous life on Facebook and I would have argued with you a year ago. (laughs) A year ago, I was arguing with people about Facebook, but because I was stuck in that 3D paradigm of like, I need Facebook to survive. Yeah. But then Facebook failed me in a massive, massive way and opened up like I like they're showing me right now, like opened up my heart chakra, opened Mm -hmm. up my whole entire body to look at the illusion that Facebook was and is. And for the longest time I lived it and I just put up with it. And, you know, now I think it's the most toxic social media platform out there. And that's fine if you're still on Facebook, but also I ask all of you to look at who you follow and hide the people that are making you feel like shit straight out. Best invention that Instagram made was made was the mute button. Yes. (laughs) I love that button. Because here's the thing. There's so much energy tied up with like, I don't want to unfollow this person because then, then they're going to be mad at me. There's that obligation I was talking about. There was a lot of like in my position as a blogger and an influencer online, like this is my job. So there were a lot of accounts and individuals that I followed because I felt obligated because I worked with them once. That's ridiculous. Yes. That's ridiculous. So this is part of doing the work is cleaning up your energy field. So, yeah. So like what we often call it and what Coco always calls it is energy hygiene. Yeah. Because it's like you go and have a shower to take care of yourself and wash yourself and keep yourself clean. But we walk around with our energy fields wide open for every single person to enter them. And me personally. I just coined a new term. Energy slut. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a thing. Yes. Right? Unless you're doing the hygiene that you need to clear your energy field, you're an energy slut. And I'm going to call you all that. Yeah, that's true. It we is. need shirts. Yeah, we need shirts. We need shirts. <laughs> it's true, though. Because I, as an empath and a strong empath, and then being who I am now and who I realize, I was next level on social media. I felt obligated to respond to everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't even know you in person, but I'm giving you all the energy, all the information. I'm like helping you in any way I can. And you know what? Like all these things, like they were, people were just like energy taking from me mm-hmm. and I was giving mm-hmm. and then I was comparing and I was, you know, looking at everybody else's stuff and feeling not good enough because let's be honest, my self-worth wound. Yeah loved social media oh, because yeah. it could go and eat and eat and eat and eat. And then it was a freaking buffet. It was a buffet and I could get off social media and then sit there and then wonder why I'm all of a sudden snappy or grumpy or drained or can't go and enjoy cross country ski with my family because I'm no longer present because my whole entire energy field is now full of everyone else's shit their highlight reel, their, you know, struggles, their everything. Because at the end of the day, even if I'm looking at a perfect picture, we're energetic beings. 
So I am taking on the energy Mm -hmm. of that picture. Like what happened five minutes before that picture was taken? What happened a second before it was snapped? 100%. We don't know, right? Like earlier this year when Carly was in between leaving, she was going to leave her her career to Mm -hmm. do what she's doing now full time. She would send me pictures and be like, I just did a photo shoot. And I'd be like, look at your eyes. Yeah. But to all of you who would look at her Instagram feed would be like, oh, Carly looks so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But we know that five minutes before she was like, F my life. I don't want to be here. There was points where she was like, I can't take another photo. Yeah. There was points where I was like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life now because this doesn't even fire me up. But people would look at those photos to this day and they'd have no clue. So what we're trying to tell you is the highlight reel, social media, it's all an illusion. It's all fake. Yes, the intent behind it is wonderful if the intent is there. And I Mm -hmm. feel that me and Carly have both shifted our intent. I'm off social media right now other than um, Consciously Coco. My... My my personal account, I'm off of it. And honestly, I don't know when and if I'll ever go back on. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the first thing I'm doing when I go back on, if that happens, I'm unfollowing every single person that I'm on that I follow currently. Even me. Even Carly. <laughs> even my partner, my kids, everybody. And I'm starting from scratch because I don't want that energy field clogged up anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm taking responsibility of who I am and I don't owe anybody anything and nobody owes me anything. No. And this is doing the work and we all have the excuses of, of why we follow so-and-so on social Mm -hmm. media and why, you know, right. We totally. Yeah. And I think this brings up another really interesting point. It's like, let's say, um, it's not even just the photos that we're talking about. It's like the messages, it's the DMs, it's the responses to Instagram stories and the comments on the photos. Those in themselves are next level as well. Anytime someone messages you, reaches out, comments on a photo, you are ingesting their energy. And so I think, well, not that I think, I know as someone that is online, you need to be able to not respond to those and feel okay about not responding. That was always something that I needed to work on is I always feeling the need, oh, they reached out to me, I should respond. And it's a hard no. Like that is doing the work as well as putting up those boundaries with these people because you can do and try and ignore or whatever you want to phrase it, all the stuff online. You don't have to sit there and scroll. But when someone then reaches out to you and you get that ping that you have a message or a DM, it's like, how do you respond to that? And it's just by responding with intent, which I think is what you were getting at as well. Posting and responding with intent. Yes. Because like I said, we could do a whole um, episode and we will down the road, but I lived and walked this to the ump degree with, you know, cyber stalking, bullying, um, building um, a multi-million dollar company off of social media. And this is not talked about. This is swept under the rug and there is a lot of, I would say, pioneers that are starting to talk about it. And let me, let me tell you this now, I'm going to be one of those pioneers because what I walk through was not okay, but I show gratitude for it because now I can be the mentor to show other people the way and how to have a healthy energy field and balance it out and knowing that information just from walking it as a human being, not even from the access that I have. So we're going to leave that there with you and we're going to do a whole other episode, but that is part of doing the work. So we would 
we would task you today to look at your social media and see what you're entering in and allowing into your field because that is doing the work. Start slimming that down. Start taking your power back Mm -hmm. because that is draining your life force. Yes. You need to start being conscious. Spiritual awakening and awakening is really honestly just becoming aware and conscious. Mm -hmm. It is realizing that your ego exists. It is being conscious to the things that are in your field and in your life. And it just grows from there. Right. And so that was a really impactful moment for Carly this year. And certainly for me to, and let's be honest, break the addiction of social media. Yeah. There's a, Carly took a whole, was it a week? I think it was a full seven days. Yeah. Off of of social social media, media, email, everything. And it was amazing. I actually, to be completely honest, I thought it was more of an addiction than it actually ended up being for me. Um, because what I do, all of my work is on social media. And I was really honestly scared because if this was a strong addiction for me, how was I going to do my career basically and still, you know, live a healthy life in, with this addiction? So for me, how that ended up going is I, the first two days, yeah, it was hard. But what I found is I didn't ever need social media. It was just a habit. Mm-hmm. It was just something that f- like filled time when I was sitting on the couch or I was waiting for my water to boil when I was making dinner. Um, and I just needed to remove, remove that from my actions. And honestly, by day three, four, for me personally, it was just, again, just the picking up of the phone and just putting it down because there's no need to be on my phone. And it it was fine. And I did a whole, there's a whole blog post. If you want to check it out, it's on, it's on my website. Yeah. And for me, um, I, I had a whole different journey. Um, mine was an addiction because it was tied to my survival, Mm -hmm. um, my livelihood, And it was, um, my people pleasing. It was my self-worth wound. It was looking for that validation to make sure that I was making everybody who was part of my previous life happy. And I have been off of it all year and I complain all the time (laughs) to Carly, um, about having to be on Instagram, um, now, but I'm doing it with so much more intent. I, and because I do so many readings and I do work for people, I don't follow anybody. Um, anybody that comes to our events, I, they all go through Carly. She tells me their names and I channel their energy and do the work because I don't want any of that in my field. So previously when I was trying to be who I was, um, while running a fashion company, I had no boundaries. So all of it was, was knocked in, in, in my field. Now I keep my field so clean. I watch what I read. I watch everything. What you watch on TV. Everything. Yes. We were even just talking about a few shows we were watching on Netflix. And I actually texted Coco and was like, do not watch this. It's pretty heavy. If you are going to watch it, just be aware because that affects that hugely. Yeah. It affects your energy field. And it's a whole shift. Like just being awareness of all this stuff is doing the work. You know, all the things that like I used to love, I don't necessarily love anymore, or it has shifted because it just does not vibrate with my being anymore. My foods, places I go to people I see, I do not put myself or allow myself to go into any situations that are not going to lift me up. So like even yesterday, when we talk about my spiral I was supposed to go and do some work for Carly's grandma um, a beautiful 80 year old soul 
But I also honored myself that like, I could not be my best self for her in that moment. So old me would have self-worth people please and been like, I have to go. I have Mm -hmm. to, you know, do this and be really stressed out and upset with myself that I was going and then going, you know, not delivering my best self and then being upset. How many times have we done that? Like a vicious circle. It's a vicious circle. But now I honor myself. I was like, I can't be who I am Mm -hmm. today. I love that saying that if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yes. And you have to honor that. Yes. And And don't feel guilty. And that is part of doing the work. Yeah. Because there's a million excuses and a million people who are not doing the work are going to tell you how it should be. Do you know what? That is the work. Like that is the daily work. So when we say the work, it's not, you know, you're sitting and you're meditating for 10 hours a day. Yeah. No, it's living your life, but being aware to what's going on, conscious, and then reacting or sorry, responding accordingly. You're not reacting. You're now responding. Yesterday, using me as an example, when that email came up, I reacted. Right. And my life partner and I, being in a conscious relationship, we have conversations that lead to solutions. So his delivery sometimes can be really um, intense because he, it's, it's the way he is. But when he said to me, I'm disappointed, you could have done better. He was 100% right because I am aware and I am conscious. But like Carly and I reflected on it today. Sometimes you're just going to have those days that flatten you right out. But the work is the next day doing different patterns and different decisions and reflecting on what you could have done better. Exactly. Because... We're all human. We're all doing the best we can, but the work is being aware. Okay. So I was aware of my spiral yesterday. I knew that I was on the struggle bus. I knew the energy of the universe of the world that was happening was hitting me flat on my ass. And at that point there was just nothing to do, but surrender. And then I reflect it, when else in my life have I felt like this? And 2017 in August, when that eclipse happened, mm-hmm. when, you know, we were all outside making, you the, look at it yeah, making our <laughs> cereal box contraptions. <laughs> I was living in a hotel at that moment, waiting for our house to be ready. That's why I remember it so vividly. And I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because that eclipse catapulted me to where I am now right. with great change, great transformation. And that one too knocked me on my ass, but I was not aware like I am now. Correct. So do you guys see the full circle? So the work is being conscious and being aware. People come to our events and they think like, I don't know where to start. You know, honestly, like I remember three years ago, somebody saying to me, like, you need to do this or this or this. And I'd be like, I thought I was, I thought I am doing enough work. You know what? Like, You're always doing the best that you can, but there is a lot of moments where you're not doing the work. You're just wanting to sit in your pity party, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, that's the whole point is just being aware that you're in the pity party. And that's the first step. They always say the first step is acknowledging. Well, yeah, the first step here is being aware and acknowledging when you're not being aware, really. Yeah, so a lot of people right now are like, 
they're getting nervous because they're hearing all this 2020 energy report saying like 2020 is either going to be the best year of your life or it's going to be the worst. If you are clinging, if you're ignoring, you're going to be in the wash machine. Like everybody's hearing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I know what it feels like because last year at this time I was freaking clinging mm -hmm. and I knew that my life was about to change, but I didn't want to face it. Yeah. So all these energy reports that were coming out, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But you know what? Here was the catapult moment for me that made me really realize that everything is happening for you, not to you. That's huge. And that can completely change how you respond to a situation. By Completely just thinking about that one line. <laughs> summer, summer of 2018, I walked every single day and we live, we overlook the lake and it's beautiful. And I was walking down to the lake and my guides came through as I was sobbing on um, the picnic table. I was in the middle of my dark night of the soul. And that's what they said to me. They said, everything is happening for you, not to you. And in that moment, I wanted to have that pity party because everything was changing and I felt the change and I knew that I wasn't. it's easier and you're tired. And you're and tired and all the things. But now sitting where I am right now, I'm like, holy crap, was everything happening for me? And could you imagine if you would have given in to that and just sat in your pity party? You wouldn't, you would not be where you are today. Like have so much gratitude. So much gratitude. Like everybody earlier this year would say to me, you know, oh my gosh, like I can't believe you gave up your old life and all these things. And, you know, it was really hard. And I went through the grief process and I went through the letting go and the purging and processing and all that. And I have so much gratitude for it because here's the thing. You cannot fail mm -hmm. in life. You cannot fail. So if society is telling you and the collective is telling you that you have failed, that is wrong because every single relationship or marriage or business is a lesson. Mm -hmm. They are things to help you. They're a degree, right? It's it's literally school. It's, it's a master's <laughs> Earth, degree. Earth school. Well, it is. So now like in my previous life, I... That was, a, that was a ship with beautiful people and beautiful things, but now we've onboarded to a whole different ship. So I take all of the knowledge from the other ship and I'm bringing it to the new ship to fly better, mm -hmm. to fly smoother, to fly higher. It was not a failure. That was a master's degree. That was mastery. I can confidently to say that I'm a mastery in so many things mm -hmm. that has now moved on to the other ship in a better flow and a better way. That's doing the work. Sometimes you have to go through the hardest, most heartbreaking, you know, all the vocabulary of words to just learn, mm -hmm. to just become aware so that you can take that knowledge and move it to the other ship. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier too, is sometimes situations just are what they are. Like you're not going to get a band-aid for everything. There's not a pill for everything. Sometimes you just need to experience it and then reflect after. Well, and here's the thing. Your soul does not care about the physicality of earth. Mm -hmm. Your soul does not care about how much money you have in the bank, what house you live in, you know, la di la la Your soul doesn't care. Your soul here is specifically here to have lessons to grow, to learn, to reverse karma, all the things. So your soul is going to push you in that direction every single time because it wants you to be in alignment. It wants to have these 
experiences because it is mad like magic isn't even the word that we are alive in this exact time in this moment that even that you are listening to us is not by chance okay it is so everything is so connected the fact that your soul made it into this body in this moment in this time in itself. Well, let's even, let's just think about that. Think about all the choices you had to make today to even just be listening about this podcast. If Mm -hmm. you would have made one choice a little bit differently, you may not be hearing this now. Exactly. Which is insane to think about in a lifetime of that. Yes. So this is doing the work as well. Obviously, as you get more and more aware and conscious, you're going to start moving into deeper layers like inner child, understanding your higher self and integrating that, you know, working on your father and mother wounds and peeling away the layers of the onion. Now Mm -hmm. I and Carly, but specifically me four years ago, wouldn't even understood any of this. I would have been like, what, what happened to me was I awakened to understanding that I was a living portal and then all the things. And then I would say my gifts came on grid, but I still did not understand the ego Mm-hmm. I had untethered soul and seed of the soul in my bookcase for four and a half years before I read them. Is that crazy to think? So it's been crazy. I mean, like I'm waiting for you. And I was, <laughs> I was what I would term, you know, drowsy. Like I had awakened to who I was, but I was still letting ego run the show mm-hmm. up until fully. I would say this year, did I dismantle the ego and move it from 3d to 5d? And now the, the, awareness of my ego is so strong. Mm -hmm. Like my soul, when I visualize it is now at the front and the ego is in the, you know, the back of the minivan buckled up a year ago. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. My ego was clinging. It was ruling. It was terrified. It was rocky inner child. You guys inner child is nuts. My inner child for sure was out yesterday Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, put its foot down and why me and my life and that, you know, all the things. I'm only trying to do good. I'm a good person. Why do these things happen? Yeah. So the work comes in so many layers, but the key thing of doing the work is awareness. Yeah. That's where it all starts and really, really breaking down who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people don't want to look at themselves. I read this quote yesterday and I loved it. And it's like so many people go into relationship after relationship after relationship so that they don't have to look at themselves. Oh, for sure. Right. You oh, build... go on Tinder. Yeah. Like bingo. We were just talking about bingo. that. I said to Carly, what is the awareness there? Do you think that men um, that are talking to her are sitting, you know, in their bed next to their wives, miserable, because that's the world that we're Could living be. at. Absolutely. Yes. And we were also talking about the language that is used. Some of the things that I get messaged, I like, I don't even know why I'm on there. I should just get off again, energy hygiene. Yes. Um, but the, some of the comments that you get back and I just give it right back now, but I would never have a year ago, but standing in my power, you don't talk to me like that, but we were just talking about how it's now. Okay. For, you know, both back and forth men and women to say really whatever they want to one another. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not okay. No, and that's electric and that's energy hygiene too, because Carly has now, Carly has a a self-worth wound and a father wound. And, you know, when I started mentoring her in March, 2018, she wouldn't have talked like this. She would have let them, um, 
talk to her in the way that they do because she... I would feel uncomfortable during the entire conversation, but I would talk around it, if that makes sense. I would never address it. I would just change the the subject, change the conversation. Yes, and because she had the self-worth wound, she would almost feel, like, entitled to let them have the conversation Mm -hmm. with her. Yeah. So now through her work and her awareness, she's like, no, I know who I am. I know who, like... She can eat alone at her table and she's fine. The meal's still great. Yes. So (laughs) if you're going to come and join her at her table, then you need to be worthy of that and and have respect for the table. And be at the vibration of that. Yeah. And that is doing the work. And and trust me, she was not like this. Mm -mm. Even earlier this year, you know, she struggled with that. So the awareness and the consciousness of your interactions of how you view and see the world is wild. Mm -hmm. And when you really just start taking off the cloak that you have been wearing, the masks that you have been wearing and really just looking at your life, like we always say, be the witness of your life. And I was talking about that, like on Christmas day dinner, um, on the drive home, I said to my partner, I said, wow, I was such the witness today, Mm -hmm. you know, before the energy in previous dinners would have like really sucked, like sucked me dry, but I was seeing myself, you, my life as the witness so that the energy didn't bother me. Right. Right. That is doing the work. Mm -hmm. Obviously you can come and have events and retreats with us and I can channel, you know, the exact moment as your inner child that is holding you back, but you still do the work. Yeah. I give you the gateway, but you still go into the meditation. You meet your inner child and you do the work. I've had hundreds of sessions with people where I'm like, you know, the density in your shoulder or you're carrying your own, your mom's self-worth wounds. I give you that vibrational knowledge, but then you have to apply it to your life. Yeah, exactly. And that's the hardest work that you will ever do, especially when the entire collective isn't, is is trying to tell you that you're doing it all wrong. You know, that you're, you're, you're supposed to do it how they see it. They want you to be this way and that way. So you have to understand, and this is something that we always say as well, when somebody is trying to pull you off, off your blueprint or tell you that it should be a certain way with conscious eyes, look at their life. Are they doing the work? Are they aware? Are they conscious? Don't take advice from people who are not doing the work, who are not aware. And that is so hard because we all have parents. We all have friends who we want to, you know, take the advice from, but where is that advice coming from? What vibration is that advice coming from? Because if you're not conscious and you're not aware and you are giving that advice to me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it. Right. And that's hard. That That's really hard work. Okay. Because I know in my life, I want to take the advice from the people who I love and well, who have always been there. I was just going to say, and the people who have raised you, like yes. your parents, for example, but understand they are wounded as well. Yes. We're all wounded beings, but it, you have to get to a conscious level and understand that 
when people are not doing the work, they are projecting your, their wounds on you. Mm -hmm. Right. So when, you know, your mom is telling you, you know, don't do X, Y, or Z, look at your mom with conscious eyes and be like, okay, is my mom doing the work? Chances are our parents aren't, they come from that generation and bless their heart, but they come from that generation that you never talked about anything. You just, you live and you die, you know, and you don't, you don't deal with anything. It's just the way it is. You mm-hmm. just sweep it under the rug. You don't talk about it or, you know, don't cry or get it together. Like how many things have we heard throughout the years of we're supposed to be a certain way because somebody told us to. And that's, that's hard work. It's hard work to break that connection and not let their energy come into yours and cause you to spiral because you want to please them and you're so used to that, correct? Yeah, and I just read this book. Um, it's called Material Girl in a Mystical World by Ruby Warrington. And just along this whole subject, she always says to ask yourself three things, and I think they're really great. Um, the first one just says, you know, is this person's work in support of my highest good? Second, do I get a sense of absolute trust when when I engage with this person? And finally, then listen to what your body has to say on that subject. So she calls it the stop, drop, and roll with it method. So if you just take the time to reflect on that, um, that will just obviously allow you to then have a conscious response to the situation or the person individually. Yeah, so using me as an example, earlier this year when I... um, literally blew up my old life and I knew I was moving into 5D energy, everybody else in my life, um, my family was telling me that I had to go get a nine to five job Mm -hmm. and I would spiral. So I would start to physically almost have panic attacks. My body was against me. Um, I really struggled with that. Now, if you take that example into what Carly just said, Mm -hmm. was that person's information serving me? No, Mm -hmm. that was coming from them knowing only what they knew and wanting me to feel, they wanted me to feel, they wanted to feel comfortable. They wanted to feel comfortable because it was their wound that was triggered by what you were doing. So by me continuing to heal and not work and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe stay in a bit of struggle um, that made them uncomfortable and they were only trying to help. And the only solution they knew was what they have done and yep. what they know. So the second thing was um, my body yeah. was physically reacting, like literally vomiting panic attacks whenever that discussion came up. Mm-hmm. And I was aware enough that I would say to my partner, this is not the right decision yeah. because my body is reacting. That was probably the biggest awareness for me to do the work with that was to realize my body was reacting. Mm -hmm. And then I would imagine myself in that situation. So on a basic level, I'd imagine myself at Starbucks. Yeah. Not even like a career that, you know, I was worthy of. I would put myself at Starbucks. I couldn't even handle, you know, handing in a resume there, let alone, hi, can I help you? Or take it a step further. You probably couldn't even handle writing the resume because no. you know where you have to go hand, yes. hand it off to. And then I would move myself up a layer. Okay, I'm going to apply for this prestigious job, you know, in a corporate office that I know I'm deserving of with amazing pay and benefits and all the things. That literally 
like even talking about it right now, my body wants to like get physically sick (laughs) because it just is so wrong and And out of alignment. So out of alignment. Yes. Yeah. So hard work in that moment because your mom or your brother or your sister or you know your best friend who has always been there will want you to feel be safe for their comfort as well. Mm -hmm. Right? Well they yeah they I mean, they want you to be comfortable, but they try and make you comfortable in a way that makes them comfortable because that's all they know. You only know what you know. So they would be comforted by the fact that you would have a nine to five, which they in turn thinks comforts you, but it's just serving them. Because what also is really interesting, if we use Carly and me as an example, like I was the person telling Carly to quit her six figure job. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you know, that's because I'm aware and I'm conscious and I'm, and I'm aware of all that. Now, a friend in her group that's not would be like, why are you doing this? And, and you did hear that. I heard that a lot, mm-hmm. which is super, it, it's, it's funny because I knew that was going to come, but it still doesn't, it still affects you when the test comes, when it actually appears. Like I, I knew people were going to say, what are you doing? You are crazy. And yet I was like, yeah, I'm prepared. I can take this on. But when it comes, it still affects you. And that is just another test for you. Another, sorry, let's call it an opportunity. It's another opportunity for you to do the work Yes. in that moment. Yes, because Carly leading up to her quitting her six-figure job, you know, a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork and saying to her, like, I can't believe you're going to give that, especially in her world of tech. Yeah. Because it's highly competitive and to get at the position she was at. Yeah. Right. So she was like prepping and prepping and prepping. And it's another test I know, or an opportunity for me to pass this and know that I'm in alignment and moving. And so now she's out on her own. And now it's that whole surrendering, that whole, like, I'm going to be provided for, I'm in alignment. Mm -hmm. I have no stress, Mm -hmm. you know, and me and her talk about that all the time. Like our awareness now is like, I don't even want the stress. It's so crazy. Cause I actually like, we're just coming out of the Christmas season and I went to a holiday party with my old coworkers and I was, you know, so unaware of everyone's feelings previous to that, that when, and I had have now been removed for a few months, that going back into it, I was mind blown. Like I was looking at everybody and Everybody, of course, it's the holidays. They're having a good time, but everyone was drinking to excess. They were all coping with the stress that they're feeling. They were, you know, just, they were relaxing, which is great. And gratitude to them. This is like, uh, you're right where they need to be. And I, I was them for many years, but having now been removed, the contrast is insane. And they were all asking me, so how are you doing? And I was just sitting there being like, I have no stress. Like I am so good. And, and one of my coworkers actually commented, he looked at me and said, I can tell, look at you, you're sitting on the couch cross-legged. Like, are you going to go do yoga now? And I was like, yeah, maybe I will. And it was just so interesting to see my body language versus theirs, my my energy versus theirs, what I was doing. I drank water the whole night and I was happy. It was, it was just very, very interesting having been someone in that position to then have been removed and gone back into it yeah. after having done some, some work. And constantly, you know, doing the work because even though she has no stress or um, I have no stress, it is still doing the work um, of knowing that we're going to be okay and we're going to be provided for because when you're against the grain so much, it is so hard to not want to go back to the easy route and like just get the nine to five job because, 
you know, life still exists. And I think it's really key to note too, you you heard us earlier in the podcast say, this will be the hardest work. You're going to be in the trenches, blah, 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 blah. And now we're saying we have no stress, but it's just language. So what we mean by no stress is we are in alignment. When you're in alignment, there's no stress. Yes, you still have bad days. Yes, you still worry. Yes, you will still have anxiety, but it's then the ability to reflect on that and pull yourself out quicker than you did before. So stress is just a 3D construct of a way to describe the pent up energy that is around you that you're not dealing with. We don't have stress because we deal with the energy. Yes, and we also are aware. So another example of that is a few weeks back, my my coach um, at my gym he is sending out like a form every week for us to fill out how our week was and reflect. And I had just undercovered that I was still trying to uh, apply the patterns that I had when I was in survival mode. Okay. So that was actually not eating. So I gained astronomical weight in the last few years because I was so stressed out. So when I wasn't eating, when I was stressed out, I wouldn't eat. And that started about seven years ago when I had a furniture line, I'd be pounding out all these furniture pieces and then I wouldn't eat. So then as I developed this pattern of like, I can't eat, I'm so busy, I got to do emails, I got to do this, I got to do that, right? So then all of a sudden it's seven o'clock at night and I'm running off of 200 calories. So now here I am losing all this weight, changing my patterns all year, and I'm going to do heavy weights and, and, and lifting and I'm wanting to cry at the gym and I'm like, what's wrong with me? So of course my self-worth wound is like, you're shitty, you're not losing weight, no you're, changes, yeah, you're not all making the things, right? So I pull myself back and I do the work and I look at myself and I'm like, what is the, what is the underlining issue here? All of a sudden by doing the work and bringing the awareness to it, I realized that I was trying to apply survival mode patterns to thrive mode now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, still not eat but then thrive in my workouts, thrive in my new patterns. So do you see the contrast there? I was trying to bring the old into the new and it was it was pounding on each other. It was not working because it's not in alignment. So then I had to pull myself back and be like, okay, what am I going to do now to redirect this train? That is doing the work. So I pulled out fitness pal. Not even to see how many calories I am eating, but to make sure that I'm eating, Mm -hmm. to reprogram myself now into thrive mode, right? And what else I also realized is when we talk about the stress, that what I knew of stress was astronomical, running all these companies and all that. Now, to me, when I say I have no stress, no energy built up, I think that I have to be at the level of what I was before, right? right? So right. I only knew the energy shitstorm, as I would call it, of before. So now in my life now, I'm like, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed because I only know stress or the energy buildup to be so extreme. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I do have some pent up energy. I mm-hmm. do have some stress that I'm not dealing with, mm-hmm. but I don't have... I didn't have the language of it up until a couple of weeks ago because I was comparing it to the, to the extreme. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like your, the level of stress you were experiencing might've been uh, crushing to some, but you had just figured out a way to maintain that. So now you saying you have no stress could actually still be a very stressful time for the average person. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. So using what I just told you as an example, that was doing the work, Mm -hmm. seeing and seeing that I was struggling in my workout, seeing that there was a disconnect and not wanting to look at it. Let's be honest Mm -hmm. for a few months here Mm -hmm. and going and doing my, my workouts and being like, frick, like I can hardly get through my row or I can hardly get through this, but rose colored glasses on a bit, right? Wanting to sit in that puddle of being like, well, I'm just not losing weight or I'm just not changing because inner child was liking that. Yeah. Cause inner child felt safe in that until it finally like hit me one day where I was spiraling at the gym and then I went and, you know, sat down and then my coach had come and we started having a conversation and work through it. The awareness came that is doing the work, but it only works if you want to look at yourself. Yeah. And he even says that too. He can sit there and mentor and coach people on a million things with their health but if they're not willing to look at it and then apply the change and bring the awareness to that, you're just going to keep going, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. So everything in regards to the work is the awareness. So I think that everybody in their life needs to take what we have said to you today and, you know, apply it to yourself in whatever form that is. And obviously, you know, with our work, you know, we can access your guides and, you know, do phenomenal readings. Like, you know, we do the guide readings. People come to me all the time and says, I'm struggling with career. I'm Mm -hmm. struggling with life. And your guides take over my body and speak to you. And like Carly always says, Mm -hmm. it's not what they... Oh, sorry. I was looking at Coco being like, what is it that I'm supposed to say? So what we always say is you will oftentimes people come in for a reading and they're coming to get validation on what they want to hear. So they come in being like, I just, I'm coming and it'll make me so happy if she says this, this, and this, but you're never going to get that. When you come work with us, you will never get what you want to hear, but you will always get what you need to hear Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yes. And that's doing the work. (laughs) That is doing the work because you're going to get a phenomenal reading from your guides that a vibrational experience that's going to tell you like, this is what you need to do. This is where this will go. If you do X, Y, and Z, because this is the energy that is surrounding you. That is here to guide you in this life. You did not come into this body alone. Yeah. And and honestly, I think that's a great, uh, spot for everyone to start. Mm -hmm. Um, cause that gives you a really good yeah, just kind of starting point to then do the work because when you tap into your guides and you kind of get that, well, guidance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just allows you to then know what the work is that you should be doing day to day. Because it can be super overwhelming at first when we're like, do the work, be aware. And you're like, be aware of what? And that just kind of grounds you and gives you that that starting point. And I know like the people that I have mentored that have got to a higher level of consciousness, Carly including, um, when, when you first started, the very first thing that we did was that, yeah. and we looked at the density on her body and she got, um, a reading from her guides and what came up for her, the very first experience that she ever had was she had a father wound yep. and she had a self-worth wound yep. and that went on, um, for probably a year and a half. 
Oh, yeah. So she would get various readings throughout the time once she has done a little bit more peeling away the, um, the onion and bring awareness. And then you'd get another reading and it would it would be about a different layer or a different thing. right? And, and that's really key. Like we would love for you all to come get readings. But the thing is, if you come get a reading and you don't action and do the work next time you come, it's going to be the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. unless you are you are coming here to actually want to put in the work. I mean, it's kind of a one-time go then. You're, you're going to keep getting the same messages and they're going to keep telling you the same thing. It doesn't... Coming to get the channel or the messages from your guides isn't doing the work. It's giving you kind of like the, the gives, worksheet to work on. Yes, because you, at the end of the day, like I am not some like magic magician that can like <laughs> no. and change your life. God, wouldn't that be great if you were though? It would be, It would right? be fantastic. Like, but here's the thing. <laughs> Like I'm the portal, I'm the vessel to help you change your life. And it's astronomical what I can access and how I can help you do it. It's beautiful. The things that I'm seeing, the people, it it blows my mind and it humbles me to the next degree. But this is my purpose and I'm here to help you access what maybe you can't yet. Like I just did a reading. Or speed up the access. Yes. Right. Like I just did a reading for a girl on the weekend and she had said, can you help me with X, Y, and Z? Because I'm just not fully there to access it myself yet but she had gotten to a point where she knew that she needed to come to me to help her with that tipping point right and her reading was beautiful they opened up her third eye they gave her meditation you know there's when you're open and ready to do it um the the shift is astronomical and I have you know so many experiences with that and I don't even care like the other day I had done um a reading and the one guy said to me, oh, you should have had a video camera, you know, um, <laughs> videoing this because nobody would believe that you know all this information. And I said, I don't care. I'm not here to prove anything. I am the proof. I don't need you people to believe me. And I don't, I don't care. Like, I literally don't. I want you to heal yourself and live your best life. And I'm here to help you do that. And if you feel that vibration, you just know, Mm -hmm. I don't need to prove anything to you. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is like our suggestions, I would say, um, on how to do the work. And yes, I can access all that stuff for you. And you can visit our website and book a reading if that is something that, that, that does resonate with you. If I don't resonate with you, find people that can help you access that so that you can break that down for yourself Mm -hmm. because Everybody is psychic. Everybody has something in them, but the sand of life just got on you and dimmed you. So now the whole purpose of this life is to remove the sand so that your light can shine. And it's no different than you go to see your coaches, your doctors, all these people in your life Mm -hmm. that help you be better, right? Our podcast, our information is no different than that. Yeah. We are just here to help you with the tips on how to do the work. And, you know, we're real. We're not going to sugarcoat it for you because lived it, walked it, still doing it. You know, as you saw, I was, you know, honestly felt like death yesterday. (laughs) I did not. I was not in my body. True story. Words used. Yeah. (laughs) It was true story. I said to Carly, I feel like I'm dying. She goes, you are not dying. It is not the end. But this is real. And if you're going through any of these emotions, especially during this eclipse portal and in 2020, you are not alone. Follow our work, follow what we're trying to, you know, put out there because we get it. You guys like 
you know, we are girls that come from a fashion world. We're the, we are no different than everybody else. We're aware, we're conscious. And, you know, I know the term woke as fuck or awake, (laughs) whatever. We are all those things too. I hate labels. Like I absolutely hate them, but I'm giving them so that you can relate to them and look at your life, clean up your social media, clean up all the energy that is pounding at you. That's the beginning of doing the work and then start doing the deeper stuff, but start with the small things and start being aware and conscious of so many things and the people who make you feel like shit, Mm -hmm. like use 2020 as you no longer sit at the tables of people who make you feel like shit. Yep. Like that's what 2020 should be all about. It is a mastery experience year and there's so much healing happening. So if you are on that birth canal clinging and you're going to cling, we got you. Don't be scared because what is about to happen is to level you up to your best life. So if this ends up being a really hard year for you, you have to surrender to it. You just do. Because coming from someone who would say that this was the worst year of their life when I walked into it, I have so much gratitude and compassion for the surrender that I had. Mm-hmm. And it transformed me to be able to walk into 2020 because I chose to do the work. And I'm going to leave it with how far will you go for your soul? Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's, so let's just summarize the entire kind of podcast here. So our prescription to doing the work is one, being present, ensure that you are cleaning up your energy field. That includes your social media, the people you interact with, et cetera, et cetera. And finally, reflect. Yeah. And find the mentors and people who resonate with you and your body to help access the things that can take you to the next level. Because you can do this work on your own. You can. Mm -hmm. But honestly, in the day and age that we are now, why would you? Mm -hmm. Why would you? Because there is the way showers like us. There is people like me who can access, you know, the stuff that you can't yet. So why would you struggle on your own? You know, why would you, you know, put yourself like crawling on the floor with the glass when you can walk over the glass because somebody can help, you know, clean it up, clean it up for you. Yeah. So yeah, look at yourself and have say, a, that, say that one more time. How far, how far would you go for your soul? That should be how every decision should be in your life from moving forward. Mm-hmm. So how far would you go for your soul? If your relationship is draining you, Are you staying for your ego or your soul? You're staying for your ego. Mm -hmm. How far would you go for your soul? Your soul has been here some people billions of times. Your soul knows the way. Let it lead you. Because I and Carly are living examples of what happens when you let your soul lead the way. I realistically shouldn't be sitting here podcasting, looking out at Okanagan Lake right now in my beautiful house. I shouldn't be. I should not be in this body as healthy as I am coming into the year as I was. There's no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. My soul has led me here. Follow your soul. Follow your soul. It knows the way.